Lord of Vibes, welcome back to the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K24. The NBA season has officially returned. The final game of the opening night just finished minutes ago and me and BJ are here to break it down for you. BJ, how are you doing on this wonderful, wonderful day? It should be a national holiday, NBA opening night. I don't know about a national holiday, but you know. I do. Real name, no gimmicks. Yeah. No, hey, hey, you know the vibes. You know it. <laughs> and uh, you, you know. So it's back. It's another another year. I can't believe it. I was watching the game today. I was like, these games actually count. Oh, yeah. Okay. And... Well, well, here's the thing. I thought, you know what? It's a new season. I'm a year older. You know, in in about two weeks, I'm going to be turning 29, so I'm almost 30. So I thought it's time to be mature about things, stop (laughs) slandering players. And then Anthony Davis decided not to score a basket in the second half. And Chris Paul decided to go one from five down the stretch, both to lose their games. So my question to you is, BJ, which game do you want to start off by discussing? Because I've got heat locked and loaded, ready to go. Whatever one, whatever, whatever one fits you more fits me. So. Hey, hey, every game. I can't, like, I can't tell you how much more my mood has improved in the last six hours just by the NBA simply existing in the regular season format. Oh. I feel on top of the world. I hope you guys at home do too. We've got to wait now until midnight tonight for more games so in the meantime you can download NBA 2K24 get your copies but let's start with the opening night with the defending champions getting their rings looked very cool um didn't get lost in the emotion of the evening as we had predicted interesting um I want to know how Nikola Jokic can spend the whole summer without touching a basketball (laughs) how do you how do you know that were you were well, you well, down well there? This, this is what I want to say is all the videos, he's just drunk or horse racing. In his interviews, he said he barely touched a basketball. That's good. And then he comes in and drops a triple-double. I want to ask you, BJ, That's do you remember good. at school when it came time for exams and there was always a kid who was like, oh, no, I've, I've not done any revision. I've, I don't know anything. And then they go and get an A-plus on the exam because they were just learning everything in secret. Is Nikola Jokic secretly in love with basketball and just playing up to this persona of being nonchalant and that he doesn't care because, you know, opening night going up against the Lakers who were desperate for revenge, talking in the lead up to this game about how they're going to get revenge or whatnot. And then he comes in with 29, 13 and 11 with a steal and a block to go with it too. Is he secretly just practicing and then pretending to be this horse racing drunk guy for the rest of the world in the off season? Well, Mo, I, I, I think what you're seeing is the following. When you play for an extended amount of time, right? When you get all the way to the NBA finals, which ends sometime or somewhere in June, your summer gets really short, right? So you have July, that's four weeks. August, that's eight weeks. Okay. Eight weeks, right? Four. Oh, combined. Four yeah, I thought combined. you were saying this eight weeks in August. So I was thinking no, you've been weeks, on the August. drinking diet. <laughs> yeah, and then you have eight weeks, four more weeks. September, so you have 12 weeks. 12 weeks. 12 weeks. That's it. Mm. Okay, now. This is a new phenomenon where people are working out year-round. This is a new... This is something that's new. Okay, so... 
there's a new thing now called development, right? So players are developing. However, Mo, there's a thing called recovery. At some point, you get paid to play. You can't work out all the time and then play 82 games. Maybe, maybe. He's figured out. He's the only one. He's figured out that recovery, right? It's just as important. Your recovery is important. So what it looks like to me, he's done what professionals used to do back in like the 80s and the 90s in that era, which is the following. You lift weights, you recover, and then you play. You you play yourself into the proper conditioning by touching the ball. It's not like you forget how to play. You don't have a play but your But your conditioning allows you to play. Yeah. So he looked like he just was working out. He stayed strong. And then he was like, you know what? I just need to get away from the game because I only have 12 weeks, right? He's got bumps, bruises, the way he's a physical player. So, you know, there's something going on. And so really, Mo, to me, it was just smart. <laughs> like these guys are playing year round. Mo, you only have so many jumps. You have only so many times you can start that engine and 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 go. And so you know, to me, it just looks like he looks like a pro. Like, okay, I, if I'm going to extend my summers, where well, where is he going to get his rest? Like, he, you got to rest, right? You you have to rest. So I don't see anything outlandish other than most people want to develop. I, I want to get better. No, just play the game. Play the game and be available. Well, what did they say? Your best ability is what? Availability. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. about, you know, starting up the engine again, LeBron James is doing it for the 21st time. And tonight he came away with 21 points, eight rebounds and five assists in 29 minutes of play. The Lakers say they're going to be monitoring his minutes during the regular season. Um, LeBron says, I mean, I always want to be on the floor, especially when you have an opportunity to win a game and you feel like you can make an impact. But I guess there's a system in place and I'll follow it which makes a lot of sense, right? You've got to try something to keep him fresh for the playoffs because as old as he may be, we know in a playoff series, he can still make an impact. But this is then my issue with Anthony Davis, Mr. Six of 17 from the field, who was a minus 17 in his 34 minutes that he played, but not scoring in the second half. That's a big problem, especially when you gave that interview talking about We've circled this game on our calendar. We're going to go in there and get revenge. Da, da, da. That's a big problem because Anthony Davis, we say it every season since he went to the Lakers, you have to take over this franchise from LeBron and be the guy. But tonight you are not the guy. Torian Prince had a great debut for the Lakers. He had 18 points in his, his first outing for them. Uh, Austin Reeves came along with 14. D'Angelo Russell had 11. Um, and Cam Reddish, Christian Wood, both had seven points apiece off the bench. Gabe Vincent looks a little bit out of sorts. But uh, what did you see from these Lakers? How how did this change your perception of the team going into the season, or did it not? You know, I, I love this narrative. <laughs> that, and I, I just think it's, it's such – I think it's ridiculous. 
But this narrative that it's Anthony Davis's team. I don't get it. Well, it's not, but it should be. Yeah, okay. I don't know why it should be. And how did it this narrative keeps coming up? It's kind of like whatever's going on, everything that goes wrong is with him. Okay. Well, the the reason it exists is from LeBron James himself who said that he wants to give the keys to this team to Anthony Davis. And he says it every season since they've teamed up. So it's not me. It's not the media. It's LeBron himself. Well, here's what it looks like to me. This is a new team. They have new energy, right? Christian Wood, Gabe Benson. You know, I, I thought Rui was positioned to become a starter this year and he's he comes off the bench you know d'angelo russell's back um austin reeves now is in the lineup and it just looks like to me they they're going to need time to figure this out that's what it looks like to me you know they have this narrative lebron james is gonna pace himself until they get to the playoffs. I, I, I'm just not buying. Again, I, I I see this all the time where we, the emphasis is never put on the business of what professional sports is all about. The regular season matters. These aren't, this, these aren't robots where they just turn it on and turn it off. You are who you are. Now, while everyone's saying they're going to just get to the playoffs as if they're just going to coast through this thing, well, that's not happening. This is not happening. Okay? Every team in the state of California alone is really, really good. Yeah, that division is looking tough. Okay, the Clippers, if they're healthy... They're really they're arguably better than the Lakers. Yeah, if healthy. If healthy. Okay. The Warriors, they're gonna be solid. The Kings, they're gonna be solid. Bold. Like everyone keeps saying, oh, they're just gonna like coast through this team. And then once the playoffs come, everyone's gonna turn up, turn it up, and then bold. Keep playing around here in this Western Conference. You may not get into the playoffs. So I think this is going to be much tougher than people are anticipating. I will be there Thursday night versus the Phoenix Suns, who we just watched. I'm sure we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. The Lakers could very easily, Mo, be 0-2 after Thursday night. Yep. Uh, okay. Okay. I, so while everyone keeps talking as if, oh, we're just going to hear – no, what we're going to have to do is give me what you got. I, I've said this now for years. I'm not going to argue with any player that's past 20 years and say, this is who they are. Just give me what you got. And then we'll see wh- who we are. 15, 20. To, I, I like my, my standard is always 25 games. But we can keep devaluing the regular season because if you mess around, Mo. And don't take this regular season serious. You'll be on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. So every game matters. 
whether it's now at the beginning of the season or, you know, in April when everyone is, you know, trying to jockey for a position to go into the playoffs. When, especially at home, and then you want to be at least 500 on the road, mm-hmm. at least. And mm-hmm. I think this team here, they this is a new group. Well, this isn't like you could see the difference in the confidence in 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 Denver, because Denver basically is coming back with their core group. Yeah. So you could see the the confidence and say, "This is how we play," and then you could see the Lakers are like, "Oh, they got new guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you got new rotations. Like, mm-hmm. they had like three guys just played the center position tonight. You know, so they have a they have to work out some kinks." work out some things. Do I think, should they be good? I think they should be a good team. However, Mo, this talking about, you know, not playing LeBron. No, your top guys have to be top guys. It's not like Anthony Davis is playing at the same level as Jokic. It's going to dominate in that way. They need LeBron James to play and be a really good player. They need Anthony Davis to be a really good player. And then the other guys to figure out how to play off of those two guys. But you're not going to sell me that Anthony Davis is just going to carry the team. And then some nights LeBron is going to contribute. And then some nights he's going to take off. And then one night, you know, another player is going to fill into. <laughs> no, Reeves is supposed to make that leap. Hey, 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 no, that's not happening. They need those two guys to be at their best. Consistently if they're going to be a team that's going to be in position to have home court advantage as they enter into the playoffs. Now, if they can do that, okay, but you're not coasting. This isn't a league where you coast and they almost, they last year, they squeaked into the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, they they so, tinkered around and rebuilt their roster. The trade deadline pretty much. Exactly. So. And, 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 and let me tell you something, Mo, they, they were almost, on the outside looking in last year. Mm-hmm. So well, I, I just think this team has to really figure out how they're going to play. And if LeBron is only going to be a 25 to 30 something minute a night, then, okay, they're going to need someone to really take a leap forward. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that Rui? Is that, I don't know who that's going to be, but if LeBron is going to, if LeBron is going to put himself as the third option now for the betterment of the team, then, okay, tell me who's this guy. Like, okay, is is Rui the guy? Is that the guy now that we're saying we're looking for him to score 20 to 25 a night and LeBron I think they're looking at tonight? AD and Austin Reeves to be the guys that step up, but good luck. The Devin Nuggets, meanwhile, on the other hand, showed that, you know, that togetherness well, and that pull. I, 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 AD... And Austin Reeves, you know, I'm looking at the that's not matching up with Jamal Murray and Jokic. I mean, I don't think anyone in this in the NBA is, is this matching is up with but, Jamal well, Murray and Nikola Jokic well, right now. You, you bet. They are well, now I, th- I think Giannis and I just think it off the top. And Dane, I think Devin Booker and, and KD. I mean, they, they, I'm not saying they're better, but I'm saying you better be able to match up. Now, mm-hmm. De- Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, that's a potential 40-40. They could cancel each other out. Now, you can argue 
who has a, big, a bigger impact on the game. But you can't tell me that Giannis and Dane won't be able to match up with anybody in this league as a one-two punch. Mm-hmm. Now that 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 is, yeah. So when we talk about duos, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 right? you, I see yeah. what you're saying. But it, that's what I'm saying. They need LeBron James. Okay, maybe he's not thirty point LeBron James like he used to be, but they need LeBron James to be. Somewhere between 23 and 26 points a night. And then maybe their third player, whoever that may be, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, D'Angelo Russell, maybe that's their advantage. But right now, you can't tell me that those other guys consistently. Do I think Austin Reeves, he's capable. Austin Reeves showed you last year in the playoffs. He's very capable. He's capable of having a game. But what you're saying consistently Mm-hmm. And now more attention is going to be on him in the scouting yeah, reports. I, I don't, I don't, so, I don't see that. I don't see that. One. You know, the the Nuggets kept most of their team together. Uh, Peyton Watson, who was in his rookie season last season, played a lot in the G League. He impressed me with his energy and whatnot. Zeke Nagy obviously got his extension. Um, he, he only played two in his life. But what I wanted to say was the Nuggets built up a big eighteen point lead, which the Lakers managed to cut down to just nine um, right. at halftime by going on a thirteen and zero run. And then they managed to pull it within just three points. It was 87, 84 before Aaron Gordon came out and hit a three. Um, you know, then then later on in the game with five minutes left, LeBron got the lead cut down to seven points. And then the Nuggets went on a 10 and three run and took the thing home. It's just the experience, the togetherness, absolutely fantastic basketball um, from the Denver Nuggets picking up where they left off. I, I think I read, unless I'm mistaken, when all five of their stars are healthy and play together, they're undefeated at home against the Western Conference, any opponent in the Western Conference. They, 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 their starting five is terrific. Best starting I mean, five they, in the NBA? Well, I, I, I would say this. They complement one another. Yeah, the pieces fit, like in the jigsaw of an NBA starting five. You know, Caldwell Pope compliments Jamal Murray. Aaron Gordon is is... Like when you say like a perfect matchup to play alongside Jokic, he's athletic, plays vertical basketball. He's now he's extended his range to three and he's not, they're not fighting for the same space. They yeah, play I, off. I, I, of I was going to say terrific. he compliments Michael Porter Jr. Very well, because on offense, and the he, things yeah. that Michael Porter Jr. Cody. does is the deficit in Aaron Gordon's game. And and where he compliments Michael Porter Jr. is the following. Michael Porter Jr. is probably 6'11". No, he's okay. like basically seven foot at this point. Yeah. He's and he's tall enough and he's agile enough to play against smaller players, but he's tall enough to play against, you know, the Kevin Durant's and those guys of the world. But he never has to guard the other team's best forward. That that job is Aaron Gordon. Whether he's a small forward mm-hmm. or the pop or the all the power forward. So they actually complement one another because both of them are like they're they're big for their position. They may not be the tallest at their position, but the combination of them both, one of them are gonna have a mismatch every single night. And to me, it's the perfect compliment. And he's he is every, you know, he's kind of more of a physical player. Then, then Michael Porter Jr. Much more physical. Michael Porter Jr. is like more of a finesse player. So they like 
they have a nice combination. I mean, they're big. I mean, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Jokic. That's a big front line. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of height. size and strength. You know, that's a nice big front line. So, you know, give their front office credit. You know, you have three guys, and they're all skilled in their own way. Obviously, Jokic is like off the charts. However, those other two guys are really good basketball players for their size. Mm-hmm. Well, the other game of the evening, the Phoenix Suns were in the oh. Chase Center to take on the Golden State Warriors, and they got the 108-104 win on the road. Now, Bradley Beal didn't play load management from day one of the NBA season. Draymond Green didn't play. I thought he said his back or something. Did he say, is it, was it low something. management? It's something. Yeah. It's something. Yes. It's okay. something. But you've had the whole offseason to get that ready. For me, it's load management, respectfully. Right. 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 Um, and I was just looking at, you, you know, what you said about, oh, there's my alarm just in case I fell asleep watching the games. Um, I remember what you said about Katie not playing in the Chase Center since he left the Warriors. Um, at the time he played for Brooklyn, I went back and watched it. There was no fans in attendance. So oh, I think okay. this was his first time playing with the with the fans there. Oh, okay, okay. And as for Kevin Durant's standards, he struggled. Seven of twenty-two finished with eighteen points, ten rebounds. Um, that's a good stat line for most players in the league. But for Kevin Durant, you're expecting a little bit more. Um, I got to say, even with no Draymond Green, I feel like the Warriors did a good job on him defensively. But down the stretch of this game. It was the Devin Booker show for Phoenix. I mean, he finished with 32 points, eight assists, six rebounds. But him playing at that point guard role and the amount of attention that he demands from the defense just because of his scoring ability is just opening up guys. Like, he had a beautiful assist to a Kogi in the corner, shot clock winding down. Chris Paul comes in to tag Nurkic, who's rolling to the hoop, leaving a Kogi open. Um, and a Kogi was absolutely huge tonight as well. He had 17 points. Um, and, and Nurkic had a very solid performance, 14 and 14. Um, but Devin Booker's the attention that he garners from the defense because of his ability to score and his improved playmaking is just making easier looks appear for the role players on the Phoenix Suns. And I think when Bradley Beal gets back, that's going to become even easier. So I was very impressed by Point Booker. What did you make of the first outing of the man who calls himself or people call him the point guard? stuff for a lot, Chris Paul, and the Golden State Warriors. Starting lineup alongside Steph Curry in the backcourt. This makes their team very small. The opposite of what we talked about with the Nuggets, because you've got Looney, who's huge on the boards, but not that tall in terms of height. Wiggins, Clay, then Chris Paul and Steph Curry. What did you make of that lineup? Well, let's state the obvious. When you play against the, the Warriors, you know, there's a thing that used to be a priority in the NBA called offensive rebounding. There are some teams in the NBA, this current version of the NBA, where they don't even send anyone to the offensive rebound because of this new era of pace, pace and space. Yeah, because also more three-pointers mean longer rebounds. So traditionally, big men can't get rebounds like they did back in the day because the rebounds aren't coming into the painted area and everyone's just spaced out. That's one way to look at it. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> some teams aren't even sending people to the offensive rebound. Yeah. Okay. So it was obvious Nurkic tonight was just the biggest guy on the floor and it showed. Mm-hmm. He was just, I mean, he really impacted the game because yep. he was just bigger than most. 
I mean, sometimes he was being guarded by Wiggins, Kaminga. I mean, he's just the biggest guy on the floor. I think the Warriors right now are in a dilemma because there's two things that are glaring about their team, especially with Draymond being out. They don't have enough ball handlers to allow Steph and Clay to be who they want them to be, which are, you know, they just kind of play off the ball and run around and keep the f- floor space and shoot and do those things because they don't play Steph Curry in a traditional sense. But with him playing with uh, Chris Paul now playing the point guard position or the lead guard position, I think the person who's going to struggle the most is going to be Clay because he's going to be guarded by bigger defenders. And shooting over bigger defenders is more difficult because you know you you're you're shooting over a point. Yeah, it yeah, changes the trajectory. It, yeah, it's the just trajectory of the of the of the ball. So people are talking about he's struggling from you know shooting thus far in the preseason. He was three and, of eleven from three tonight. And tonight, yeah. So I think the issue is going to have to be you got to put Steph. Steph's got to. Steph has to play at that position. I think that's just what it is. Uh, uh, Chris Paul moves to the bench. I think I, I uh, from what I saw tonight, I, again, I'm just, yeah. this is no, just I an agree. observation. I think he has to play. I think what's the name has to be the three. Uh, Wiggins has to be the three. Clay is the two. Draymond mm-hmm. at four. Draymond's at four. The five. And, and now, the interesting thing to me is they're traditionally they start big and then they would go to their small ball lineup, which would give them a kind of a, a, a different flavor. Yeah. And the now they're just especially. extremely now they're just extremely small all the time and they're small, but they're not fast. Yeah. Cause they're old. <laughs> right. They're, they're right. It's not like Chris Paul is playing fast. It's not like Steph Curry is playing fat. He, I mean, these guys are in all in their 30s now, right? Mm-hmm. Mid to late 30s. So to me, it's just a matter of, okay, we have to get the right setup and they're playing at the right position. And I think that's going to involve Draymond probably having to handle the ball or play the five position a little more probably than usual. So to me, and and just looking at it, to me, they're they're they need athleticism. It's okay. going to be an important season for Kaminga and and Moses Moody. Well, I don't know if it's again Steve Kerr for some reason will not commit to Kaminga, and I think I know the reason. The reason is because if you commit to him at the four, because that's what he is, mm-hmm. then Dr- that's going to force Draymond to play the five. And then you're tiny. Then you're tiny again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I I just don't, it's just like they don't complement one another. It's it's just it's just a complimentary thing. And Kaminga and Wiggins have terrific athleticism. And I think that gives them the speed and quickness in which they want to play at with those guys. Because there's a certain level of athleticism that you have to have, right? Mm-hmm. We love Looney. We love Looney. However, 
there's a speed in the game that you have to play with. <laughs> okay. That's just what it is. So as these guys mature, I think you gotta you gotta infuse youth in there to offset it, right? So what they may not have in youth anymore, the the older guys, they have an experience. They can match it up. However, you're going to have to infuse some level of athleticism. So I think Kaminga is the key. Now, where does he play? I I don't I don't know, but I I think Kaminga is important to the success of this team. And I think you got to infuse him. Him and Wiggins are the best athletes on the team, from what I could see. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen them go out and get a seven-footer. I mean, they've got Darius Arich coming off the bench, but I don't think as a big he's providing what they need. He's more of a finesse big rather than someone who's going to be on those boards, be a lob threat and whatnot. I would have loved to have seen them go out and get a true seven-footer, like a JaVale McKee, size, a, yeah, size a Dwight Howard, bother, or, yeah. or someone size, of that build. I agree. Size is definitely going to bother this team. Size is going to bother them. I and mean, in, a conference, Denver, in a conference yes. with Nikola Jokic, that's a big problem because you you got to go through the defending champs to get to the finals. So on that note, BJ, um, earlier in this week, we, we spoke about the NBA 2K simulations for the season okay. with some of the awards. And the simulations have given us some more results. This okay. time predicting the NBA finals. Oh, who they got? They've got the Golden State Warriors beating the Denver Nuggets in six games. Okay. To go up against the Celtics beating the Bucks in seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals to okay, meet okay. in the NBA Finals. What's your finals prediction as it stands right now at the start of the season? Well, again, you know, you know, Mo, I, I think my true assessment will be at about 25 games. Yeah, yeah. But this is just, you know, yeah, yeah. Based I know, off just, nothing. You're just yeah, exactly. Yeah. We well. You know, that's your generation. My generation doesn't do that. Well, you're, you're doing you're, it now, you're, you're, so, you're, yes. so you're representing for your generation. I'm going to say right now, the two the two best teams I've seen are the Denver Nuggets in the West mm-hmm. and the Boston Celtics. Okay. okay. I, I think those are the two best teams that I've seen, right? I just think Jokic showed me one thing tonight. He cannot be defended. By anyone. <laughs> he cannot. By single coverage, I, 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 and and if you throw two defenders at him, it's he's assist. Okay, have and, and, and and the reason, yeah, and the reason I'm saying this is because, you know, I know he didn't have a good game tonight, especially in the second half, Anthony Davis, but he's still a really good player. Jokic just dominated though, mm-hmm. like he, he's dominating really good players, easy, and he's not like, and Jokic is not even. You can tell he's not even in like shape yet when i tell you shit like like everybody is like trying to get in playing shape but you could tell like you know what he's not even you know 75 percent right now he just dominated the game i mean you just can't guard him and he's a bully you know he plays like bully ball you know what i mean like he's you can't switch on him on screen roll you can't guard him with single coverage. I don't care who you who you are. He shoots the three, he passes the ball, he makes all the right plays. I mean, he's just like so I don't see anyone or a, a team that really can just like counter him right now mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. his ability to pass the ball. Normally it's because of an athletic ability or what have you. 
And the Boston Celtics, I just think they they have a, a fascinating team. Now, I'm not in I'm not in as in love with their front court as much as everyone else is. This is what I wanted to say. Yeah, because, I'm not in love. With, I'm not in love with it. However, you know, I do think right now, just from what I've seen, like, but you know, but you know, I'm 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 a huge Giannis guy. So you know what that could change after. Yeah, you know, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen them play enough. I've only seen them play like a couple times, and they played like a quarter. Dame them when they played out here in L.A. Um, but I I want to see them. But I think the Celtics. They're they're interesting to me. But I don't love their front court, especially their death right now. Yeah, I thought I, mean, I yeah, I just didn't I didn't I don't love them, but I think they're probably the best team I've seen thus far. I mean, I've got the the Nuggets coming out of the West, but I've got the Bucks coming out of the East because of what you say about the front court. Who's gonna guard Giannis? Previously, you had bodies you could throw at him. You know, um, Grant Williams would get minutes at him, Al Horford would get extended run at mm-hmm. him, the Time Lord would get minutes at him, Marcus Smart. We'll get minutes of him. But now you've lost Mark Smart. You've lost Grant Williams. You've lost the Time Lord. Paul Zingis isn't athletic enough to stay with Giannis. That, that boy could get broken by Giannis. And then Al Horford's another year older. If he does another great job, I will be shocked. And then if there is an injury to either Horford or Paul Zingis, what do you got? Luke Cornett, Nemius Cater. Right. Like respectfully to those two guys, this is Giannis Antetokounmpo we're talking about. And don't forget, they've got Brooke Lopez as well. So you've got to have a body on him. So that's my concern with the Celtics. Um, So my pick for the finals would be the Bucks and the Nuggets. I'll Um, take that. I would would enjoy that. But I got to see the Celtics-Bucks series. We need need to see it. I hope there's no injuries and nothing else. We need to see that in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, But day one of the season in the books, BJ. You ready for it to roll on? you know, season, uh, what, game two tomorrow night. So mm-hmm. we'll get a large menu First tomorrow look night. at Wemby. Yeah, we'll get a large menu. My Celtics are playing the Knicks. It's going to be good. Oh, oh, the Knicks oh, always that... do well in those early Where's season games. Where's that game at? Where's that game at? I think yeah, it's in Boston. That... I think it's in Boston. Oh, yeah. They'll probably, they're probably. The Knicks always, they always play well early against the Celtics for whatever reason. Oh, no, it's at Madison Square Garden. Oh wow! But then I think the Knicks could do that because they always seem to get wins in October, November, December against Celtics. So yeah, I'm. I'm we got um... a we got a bunch of games. We got the Rockets, the Magic. So let's go through it real quick and just tell me who's winning each game. Okay. The Rockets at the Magic. Rockets. How about yeah. that? Yeah, we got Fred Van Fleet. They got some new pieces. Uh, the Celtics at the Knicks. I'm going to say the Celtics. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm I'm going to say the Knicks. Uh, the Wizards at the Pacers. Pacers. The Hawks at the Hornets. Hawks. The Timberwolves at the Raptors. Oh! That's a good matchup. The Wolves. Yep, Ant-Man. Uh, the Pistons at the Heat. Pistons, baby! Hey, <laughs> let's go, let's go. The Cavs <laughs> at the Nets. A preview of the NBA Paris game. Cavs. Uh, the Pelicans at the Grizzlies. Pelicans. Yeah, Zion. Psh, let's go. The Thunder at the Bulls. Thunder. Yep. The Kings at the Jazz. Ooh. Ooh. Another one. They could be a yeah. play in I, I'm going to say the Kings, but I. But you know what? 
I, I, I expect the Jazz. I should expect the Jazz to play well. I, I, I'm going to say, say the Kings based off continuity. You know, they're adding John Collins in with the Jazz and, and some new pieces. The Mavericks at the Spurs. Big European matchup. 2.30 London I'm time. going to the Alamo, baby. I'm going to the Alamo. <laughs> you rocking with the Spurs? I'm rocking with the Spurs. Yeah, I'm rocking I with think Wimby. Luca might not play, so I'm going with the Spurs too. What's wrong um, with Luca? Uh, I don't know. Some sort of nagging injury. Um, the Trailblazers at the Clippers. Oh, I'll be at that game. Mm-hmm. Clip joint. Yeah, it's got to be. They're he- they've got to be healthy on day one of the season, at least. Oh, but we're going to be here breaking it down for you. So make sure you subscribe to the Hoop Genius podcast. If you want to get more NBA before the games get going, make sure you download NBA 2K24. The link is in the description of this show. Join the Discord. We've had some conversations in there. Uh, we're talking basketball 24 hours a day. We're always active in there. So make sure you join us in there. And most importantly, get buckets. I'm like Anthony Davis in the second half. <laughs>